Support for the Soccer Fitness Experience is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in the business for men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Now, Manscaped just sent us their Performance Package 4.0, and boys from personal experience, trust me when I say that, your balls will thank you. If you want to have the best below-the-waist grooming experience on Earth and support this show, join us and over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with an exclusive offer. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with promo code SOCCER20 at manscaped.com. That's manscaped.com, promo code SOCCER20. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It is me, your co-host, Andy, with my man, man, Sebastian. Sebastian, how are you doing today, man? Doing well. Just got back from Europe, ready to get back into it, and excited for our episode today. How are you? Yeah, man. Doing good. But first, wait, like, tell us about your trip, because I know you did something a little special over there overseas. Like, <laughs> you going to tell us the news? or? Yeah, man. Got married. Got married to my, my beautiful wife. We uh, we were over in Ireland, did it on the cliff. Felt like I was going to die a couple times, but still here. And then we went over to Spain and did a little cross-country driving and finished up in Bilbao. And now we're back. Congratulations. It's, it's always good news to uh, to hear people, you know spreading you know spreading the love man the world sometimes it's a scary place so yeah thank you it's good congratulations yeah thank you thank you but today we got a special episode right we do we do so coming to you live from spain right now um we have a a doctor who has won multiple european titles who has helped uh manage care for players both in spain as well as in other countries around the world uh, Dr. Jimenez, welcome to the Soccer Fitness Experience. Hello, how are you? Thank you very much. Thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, we're, we're very happy to have you here on the podcast. I believe you're making podcast history right now, as <laughs> I, I am pretty sure you are the first European champion to come onto the show. So we are very, very happy to have you today. Um, first, do you want to like kind of tell us about yourself? your education, and then how, like, what was your path to being a, a doctor for a soccer team? Yes, of course. Uh, first of all, thank you for inviting me to this podcast. And I'm really proud to be here. And uh, my education was uh, really usual. I was in a public school. And when I finished the high school studies, uh, I began the university in Seville, in the same city that I developed my career after that. And uh, after six years, uh, I got my degree in general medicine, not the same than family medicine. General medicine is not a specialty. And after these six years of degree, I had the three years of sports medicine specialty, which is very specific for, for um, sports injured. And after these nine years of study, I, I became a sports medicine doctor. Oh, wow. So that's a little bit different from the path that people take in the United States, because yes. here we do, if you want to be a sports doctor, you'll do your four years undergraduate, four years medical school, um, then family medicine or emergency medicine residency, and then a fellowship in sport. Um, yes. How, how was that three year experience for you in, in sports? 
was really uh, uh, was really different to United States because uh, it's not like a fellowship. It's uh, three years of a private school. It's the just private studies that I have. There's the mm. three years of sports medicine, and during these three years, I could work with my with my team. So I began in Sevilla Football Club before my postgraduate in sports medicine, and while I was uh, finishing my studies. I uh, developed my career in Sevilla Football Club uh, to reach the first team. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Wow, that, that's a very interesting journey, yeah. And just a follow-up question on now that you are working, you have been working now with these teams, um, who, who else is a part of the medical staff? And what's it like working with all of the different people that make a part of the medical staff for these teams? Yes, in Seville, in Sevilla Football Club, we had uh, two doctors in the first team and a director of the medical team who was not a doctor, but uh, like a chairman who, was a who, who is a specialist in uh, managing medical affairs, but uh, not doctor. Uh, we had five physios as well, two physical therapists, one osteopath, and uh, one podiatrist. So we have a very important uh, medical team, 11 people in the same team. And then in the rest of the club, we had 11 more people. So uh, we were 22 people in the medical staff of Sevilla Football Club between the academy and uh, the first team. Wow, that, that's impressive. I, I love that. I, I think that that's hugely important and that, that has to be part of why these teams can be so successful. So many people dedicated to the players playing at their best and being yes. at their best as often as possible. Yes, uh, it's very important that everyone knows that it's a multidisciplinary work. Uh, we all uh, support uh, us together and we need to uh, work uh, uh, like a team. If you work individually, uh, you don't are not going to get the results that that, that you need. Mm -hmm. So, if you have a a new player joining the club, um, what's it like for them for their medical exam, and how much do the the doctors and the medical staff have a say in who comes to the club? Yes, uh, when we have a new test for a new player that can join the team. Uh, we have three parts. We have the cardiological test, EKG, uh, echocardiography, and uh, the test uh, running because it's very important for the, for the answer of the exercise. Uh, then we have uh, the general medical exams. Uh, we, we have to make a general medical exam with a, a family doctor. Uh, and after all, we do the uh, trauma, the orthopedic systems with MRI of the knees, both ankles, uh, lower back, and X-ray of all the body. So we have a very exhaustive uh, test uh, to tell the club if this one is available or not. We have just a we we just uh, write a recommendation, and then mm -hmm. the club decides if they want the player or not but we don't decide. Wow, that's very thorough. Have there been any times where a player 
is likely to join the club and you guys have found anything during the exam and then the player is not signed because of that? In all my career, just one time. And uh, we, we recommend two times not to sign the player. Uh, one time the club agreed with us and the other one, they told us we are going to, to risk the risk. And in six months, there, were, there was a very important injury. But of course, we are workers of the club and we accept everything. We just recommend. Yeah. And it's our patient and we have no problem to recover this patient again. Got it. Thank Thanks. Um, um, yeah, it must be helpful, especially when you're, when you're going through all these things to get the baseline. Um, in most people, you, you can't really afford to do baseline MRIs for the hips and the knees. But in this yes. case, it's a top club, so you, you can't afford to do that. Yes, it's very important because uh, uh, for the evaluation of the medical staff, when you finish a season, you must have uh, everything uh, uh, in your notes and you must pass to the club everything that you have uh, uh, discovered in the, in the player. No? Uh, you have to tell that maybe there is any a meniscus tear, any problem in the hamstring. And if you tell the club that and the club knows but they accept, there's no problem. But if you don't inform the club of this, uh, you have you have problems and, and the medical staff could have any any problem at the end of the season. Mm. Makes sense. Um, a little a little bit of a change up now. Um, so you've been working with Sevilla and they're they're honestly my favorite team to watch whenever we get into the Europa League. Um, yeah. <laughs> tell us about what was it like being a part of the team when they won that championship? Uh, uh, the, the feeling, maybe you cannot describe the feeling because it's, uh, it's very special. Uh, but honestly, I have to tell you that I am really quiet. And when all the people go out for drink and celebration and everything, I prefer to stay calm and, and talk uh, immediately with my family, with my friends, with my wife, with everyone that suffered uh, all, all my, my life, no? because uh, it's very uh, unusual, uh, the schedule, everything that, that you want to, to do every, every, every day, you cannot do because uh, the, family, the family time is not so much. It's very, very difficult. And every people that helped you to achieve this this uh, this uh, cup, uh, I think it's important. You you must uh, call him and tell, and tell them thank you very much. It's not easy, and this is my my way to celebrate the, the titles. Uh, a lot of people wants to dance and to to drink and everything, and it's normal. Uh, I know I realize this, but I prefer to stay calm and call my people and tell them thank you very much because this is yours as well. I love that. I think that's very special to share that with your family. Yeah, I think it's special, but uh, but uh, honestly, it's, for me, it's the best way. Yeah. So kind of staying with, with the whole theme of, of club football and, you know, winning cups as opposed to being in a league, is it, do you take a different approach and does the medical team take a, a different approach for managing the health and any sort of injuries for a cup match like Europa League or Copa del Rey compared to La Liga? There is a different effort, uh, not between cup 
or league or uh, UEFA, uh, but between different matches. Uh, maybe if you have to play a league match that is very important, it's the same as a final in a UEFA Cup or the same as a final in a Cup King. So mm. you must you must risk a lot. Sometimes you, you have to say, okay, I, I know what is the situation. I know what the team uh, must do. And I have to, to, I have to, to risk as well. Uh, the director's risk, the player risk, the coach risk, and you as well. So this is important. So they feel that you are part of the team. But it's most important, the type of the match, maybe a very important match or a local match with, the, with a rival or an important match against Real Madrid or Barca, uh, and not so important that it's cup or league. It's most important, the match. What, what you have to risk in this match. Got you. And do you guys manage players? It, it might be a little bit tough depending on their age and their situation, but whenever you're managing the health of a player, do you tend to do week to week or do you look at the season as a whole? We have to do this day by day. To mm. Do this day by day. The sports medicine physician is like a family doctor of the player, more like, a, like an orthopedics or is the family doctor of the player. And sometimes is the family doctor of the family because uh-huh. you want that the player just think in the match, the family must be safe as well. And sometimes uh, his wife is, is, is bad or is uh, his son or his, uh, maybe is uh, ill and you have to go to the hospital uh, to try to accelerate the process because if not mm. the player can think more about the health of his son than the than the match so it's like an approaching uh, but uh, day by day it's not uh, at the end of the year or month by month it's day by day hmm. i love that I think that's a really special thing. And I think that's a way you can even build better relationships with the players too. So they can trust you more. If you take care of the family, they can trust you more. And then, like you said, more effort, they can focus on the game more. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. Um, So we, we mentioned how you've also worked in China before with a couple of teams. Yeah. How is it different working there compared to working in Spain? And as far as the medical care, and I know the language has to be different as well, but as far as medical care goes, was that different? Yeah, it was really different. Not, not just the language. We, we learn a bit of Chinese and we have translators as well, but we learn a bit of Chinese and at the end of the second year, we, we could, we could uh, work without translators. But the most important is that China is not a different country. It's not a different continent. It's a different world. So... Uh, they have a lot of traditions and the occidental medicine is now uh, it's, it's, it's really important in China, but uh, they combine everything with uh, uh, something that they believe and, uh, and the oriental tradition. So you must respect this. If you want to do big changes in China, uh, you're not going to succeed anytime. But if you want to do small changes and respect them, and adapt to the to the customs. Maybe you are going to have success. And I think uh, four years in China, almost four years, is uh, is like a, it, it was a successful uh, uh, time for me. And I, I'm really happy uh, to share this uh, experience with my medical team because I took three people from my medical team to China. 
and with my wife as well. That sounds incredible. That sounds like an amazing experience. I'm glad you were able to do that. Yeah. I can think you, it was really, really, really important for my life. Can you maybe give an example of an injury, maybe like a hamstring injury or a knee injury um, and how you would treat it differently in China? Like you mentioned, combining different other sorts of medical care. Um, what would you do differently over there as opposed to in Spain? The most different part was the prognosis. Because when you have a myofascial uh, injury here in Spain, maybe or in Europe, or in, or in, in England, or in USA, uh, maybe you have four weeks of prognosis in Hastrid, maybe uh, semitendinosus, uh, myofascial injury, uh, one, two degree, maybe four weeks approximately in soccer. And if you are in China in one week, uh, the Chinese player must play. Because mm. what, what, what is the difference? The difference is that the Chinese player earn the money match by match. Oh, they don't earn the money okay. uh, in a year. So they show you that the limits are not four weeks. It's just one week. And he play. He, he, he really plays. Not 100%. But I have a lot of experience in, in this uh, way, and it was really amazing for me. <laughs> but I, I, I could prove that uh, in, in one week, you, you can play with a myofascial injury. Not 100%, but well, okay, it was, it was okay. That's incredible. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that, is, that is very different. And, um, yeah, very yeah. different. Just the yeah. foreigners earn the money uh, year by year or season by season. By wow. the Chinese player, the local player, uh, match by match, and has a lot of prize if they won the match. So they 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 kill for a for a victory. So oh, yeah. if they wow. have no pain, even if they are injured, if they have no pain, they play. And uh, we have a lot of stops during the league. They recover in the stop of two weeks, and uh, they play. Wow, very important wow. factors when it comes to playing, right? If the paycheck's on the line. <laughs> you're gonna find a way to play yeah go on the way yeah well thank you for that we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we are going to give you guys questions directly from the audience we have some from washington dc some from florida some from new york um so don't go anywhere we'll be right back vitruve is a reliable affordable and easy to use velocity-based training system that allows sports medicine staff to monitor and evaluate an athlete's performance in the gym. There are so many scientific papers supporting velocity-based training, showing how athletes can get stronger, more powerful, and reduce their injury risk. Most of all, it's one of the best ways to maximize athlete intent during a fitness or rehab session. Check out the link in the description to learn more about Vitruve today. The Soccer Fitness Experience Podcast is an official partner of Concussion Corner Academy, a 12-week program designed for the working healthcare professional looking for top-notch educational content in the concussion sector. So if your rehab provider wants to learn more about concussion evaluation and treatment, check out the link in our show notes. All we ask is if you like what you see and want to enroll, use our affiliate link in the description to help support the show. Okay, welcome back. Dr. Jimenez is still here with us from Spain. Um, now, before we started recording this episode, you mentioned you, you have a nickname, uh, Juanjo. Can you kind yeah, of share, Juanjo. like, why, why do you have this nickname and, and why do you think it's important? Yeah, because um, uh, my, my name is Juan Jose. My surname is Jimenez. 
and Juan Jose in Spain, uh, you, you can tell Juanjo is like a contraction. And uh, for me, it's important because the sportsmen and sportswoman uh, are really uh, close to you. It's not like a normal patient. And this, this, there is not a problem of respect. It's a problem of the, it's not a problem. It's that they are really close to you every day. And uh, you go to hotels with them, you go to matches with them. So they call you Juanjo, like your contraction, normal contraction, and not Dr. Jimenez. Sometimes they call you doctor, but uh, for me it's the same. Uh, both are, are okay and I'm really happy that they call me Juanjo. That is, that is nice that, you know, you're able to have that, that deep level of, of connection and, and trust and respect with your players. Um, so we, we have four questions from the audience here. Our first okay. one is from Parsa from Washington, D.C. Um, and Parsa is actually, he's, he's going to school to be a, a physician like you. Um, he has a question and he wants to know, what were some of the health markers, for example, blood work, lab values, vital signs, preseason exam findings, um, that you've noticed that might strongly correlate to player performance on the field? Okay, nowadays, there are a lot of markers. So maybe it takes uh, 30 minutes to talk about this, but maybe we can talk about the markers of the muscle injury. Mm. It's, it's very interesting now. For instance, uh, there are two markers, very interesting. Glutamine, the decrease of glutamine is now with a correlation with the uh, muscle injuries and testosterone. You decrease a lot. Uh, of course, the coefficient between corticoids and uh, uh, esterase, sorry, and testosterone is important, but the most important is the decreasing of the testosterone. So these both, I think, are really interesting for the next uh, a few years uh, to study because are in a very, very uh, important relation uh, with, the, with the muscle injuries. So are, are you yeah. checking blood work? Is that part of your, like, let's say somebody yes, has course. a hamstring injury, you're, you're checking blood work with almost yes, everyone? Oh, of wow. Course, of course. wow. Yeah. Do you guys check the blood work, like, periodically during the season, like once a month or something like that? Once each two months and a half or three months. Okay. Got it. Okay. And that, that makes sense because as the season changes and um, yes. different competitions yeah. are happening. And cycles, yeah. And, and uh, between two months and a half and three months. Got it. That's good to know. Thank you for that. Um, Sergio from Granada, um, his question is, what is the most urgent issue medically that you have helped navigate as a physician? Uh, a broken tibia. Uh, a broken tibia uh, in China because uh, we didn't have the best resources there and I must stay 30 minutes uh, uh, taking uh, uh, holding with my hands both fragments of the tibia and uh, it was really really impressive and when we arrived to the hospital uh, we can prove that uh, the fragments were really close and uh, with uh, almost fixed and it was uh, really uh, I'm really happy for this and uh, was the most important injury in a match because we didn't have the best resources in the in the stadium not very good and I had to to wait 30 minutes with both fragments in my hand uh, trying to fix this 
a while we uh, arrived into the hospital. Wow, that's impressive. That, that, that sounds very intense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was very intense. The, 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 the guy uh, uh, was really painful and was a really important player and uh, from Africa. And finally, we fixed this. And in, in a few days, it was really better. And in six, no, in eight months, he was uh, uh, playing again. So I, I will ask a, a follow-up question to that. These emergency scenarios, you know, with broken bones and even that we saw in the Euros last year of, of cardiac arrest, um, how often do you guys practice treating these? Like, do, do you guys do simulations every year or so? Uh, usually you have uh, one or two very important bone injuries during, during, during a year because if you don't have in the first team, you have in the academy. And... Mm we support uh, together. So we have to study all the cases. So if we don't have in the, in the first team, we have in the academy, very important injuries. And you learn uh, year by year uh, with these types of, of, of injuries. Uh, every, every year we have some, some of, the, of these injuries. Nice. Um, a, a question Sarah from Florida wants to know, what is a treatment that you have changed your mind about recently? Uh, the EPI, the, in Spanish is electrolysis percutanea. Uh, it's, a, it's a therapy of the physios here in Spain is very common. We didn't use a lot uh, some, some years before, but now with chronic pain and chronic tendinosis, we use and it's, uh, it's uh, really, really helpful. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, okay. So for our list, for our listeners, um, this is intratissue percutaneous extralysis. So um, we're going to put a link to that in the, uh, in the description. So you guys can learn more about that. Uh, it's like a needle that is connected to a dispositive and uh, you have to apply a, uh, uh, gradient and uh, is uh, painful for the patient, but uh, when the when uh, the the treatment ends, uh, there is like a disruption of the fibers that uh, were like fibrosis. The fibrosis is with disruption, and then they grow up uh, healthier. So it's okay. It's really good, and we are now some specialists in our team and. Uh, it takes a, lot, a little time because uh, three, four uh, series, but after the, these three or four series, uh, the, the player feels really better. And we are, we are doing this therapy uh, every week. Mm. It, it almost sounds like in the United States, we, we call it, or even in England, you might know it as um, acupuncture with like electrical stimulation between the knees it's not the same okay this acupuncture with stimulation is more like neuromodulation ah interesting it's not the same it's not neuromodulation it's like uh it's different it's different yeah it's different okay i'm gonna have to look into it yeah try to learn a little bit more about it wow thank you for explaining it to us one more listener question and it is from yes i have i have no time i have to No to problem. take a train, but if, he, if one more question, I, I have. All right. Uh, what is the most difficult part about working with professional players? 
the most difficult part is uh, realizing that you are not uh, a starring of this uh, of this film. You must uh, realize that you are like a, um, uh, in a second plane, and uh, they are the starings. So you need to adapt to all that they need. And if you realize this, you're going to be happy. You really don't, want, don't win the, the, the titles. They win the titles and you participate, of course. You have them. But if you realize this concept, this is the most difficult, you're going to be happy and you're going to success in sports medicine. You're going to be 30 or 40 years uh, with good results. Perfect. Thank you for that information. Dr. Jimenez, Juanjo, thank you so much for your time. We know you're busy. Um, yeah, thank you so much for, for sharing your expertise with us today. Yes, thank, thank you, you so very much. much. It was my pleasure.